Hey Peter. Yo. You on that uh you on that devil's lettuce? You on that uh that wacky tobacco? Uh no, nah, bro. You didn't, you didn't nah, smoke bro. a little bit left handed cigarettes? No, no, no. I'm uh no I only play play Green Dolphin Street in the original key, not in the altered keys. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Go to Open Studio Jazz for all of your jazz lesson needs. We've got some great piano courses, and we have a piano access pass. That's highly recommended. If you like, if you like, if you have one or two piano courses, Peter, just get the piano access pass. There's That's more right. common every every month. We have one coming out, so it makes more sense to say we don't recommend it if. You do not like. How can we make so, this so many you know negatives going on? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> we don't. Well, some people don't respond to the positive, so we're going to go negative. If you hate having access to all of our wonderful courses, then we don't recommend it. Does that work? It does work. Okay, it does work. Yeah, but we also recommend it if you want all that. So it's all good. Uh, so today we we are answering an email from Garen. Garen says, "Hey Peter and Adam, huge fan of the show. Thank you, Garen. I enjoyed hearing your comments on consuming coffee and alcohol at the piano and your perspectives on that, which we did uh, on a live taping of the You'll Hear podcast. That's right. Cannabis and other drugs are also inseparable from the lives of many famous jazz musicians and the history of jazz as a whole. We take offense to that statement, uh-huh. but go ahead. Prohibition <laughs> has also been responsible for putting many brilliant artists behind bars, which is true." As more states legalize and stigma decreases, what are your thoughts on the relationship between weed and practice? Any personal anecdotes would be great to hear. You know what? I don't partake in the um, in in the funny cigarettes, so and I definitely don't around practice time, so I can't really give you any personal anecdotes. And you know, to tell you the truth, I, I I've never heard anybody that's like a great practicer or or in any kind of music or any kind of you know, endeavor that involves deep uh, shedding, you know, deep practice, deep thought that now it's not to say that there are people that have that are amazing players that have practiced when they're high. That's fine. I, I'm sure it's it's happened. But I'm just saying I've never heard anyone that's like, wow, I was practicing when I got high and I practiced so much better or. Sorry, I'm a, I've been drinking a lot of the spin drift here. I'm yeah, a little, I'm a little high on right spin drift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. So to me, it's kind of a, I don't see like a big connection. It's a little bit of a false um, connection, even if, you know, it's kind of like if somebody says, um, you know, I went and did this gig and I played so good. And when I thought back to it, I, I never played that good. And right before the gig, I, I ate Thai food. So the the secret to playing jazz must be eating Thai food. Yeah, yeah. Probably not. It was probably coincidental. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Thai food helps. Maybe it doesn't. It's probably just not connected at all. Yeah. So, but, you know, like I say, I don't really do that. So I, I could be wrong. I don't have any experience with it. I don't have any experience actually using anything, any substances to help with making music or getting better at it. Yeah. But I do like, uh, you know, I've enjoyed uh, frequently using anything to when I'm listening to music. That's my, you know, definitely. I think that is um, something that for me has been regular, whether that's like a glass of wine, yeah. you know, as I'm seeing live music or beer or a mocktail as or we a mocktail. Oh, yeah. Currently now a mocktail and a lot of mindfulness yeah. or or, you know, uh, smoking weed or anything else. Um there's some other stuff. There's some stuff I just recommend, that, and I would not recommend anybody get into because it'll ruin your life. But yep. 
other than those kind of things, like I think, especially marijuana, which is definitely, you know, more, in my opinion, more mild than even alcohol as far as the, the negative the effects. altering. Yeah, yeah. And, just, and just the dangers of it is, are, are now, I think, pretty universally recognized to be just very, very mild. Yeah. Um, but still, with that all said, I've never, to your point, Peter, I've never been in a situation where someone has been high out of their mind right. and they sound better <laughs> than when right. they... In fact, if I notice that you're high... It's bad. It's because right. it's bad. It's because you're too high to play this gig. Right. You know what I mean? So I would just be careful of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst. And it's the worst, too, because when people are too high and they're playing the gig, they think that they're playing all this amazing stuff. And generally, they're not. Sorry. Got That's it. a great song. That's a great song. But also think about this. So do you want to be high when you're playing all these gigs, right? Do you want to be smoked out when you're playing... An important concert because we often preach this around here practice how you perform right so if practice you, how you perform and practice what you preach that's right no i mean if if you like i know people who will just smoke a ton before they go to record but they didn't do so at rehearsal and they didn't do it when they were practicing the stuff <laughs> right. everything they think again they think they're being really creative and sometimes they are i mean but i think to your point i think these people would be creative without that too right and it's like we've kind of lost whatever momentum we had from rehearsal because the, their entire their entire vibe has changed. Again, I, it's not like the end of the world for me, but just for me personally, I'm I'm I feel like if I were like I don't smoke anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter. But you know, if I were to have a drink or two before I were to play a, a big concert, yeah, I would kind of be mad at myself because I would never practice drinking as mm. we as we mentioned. You know what I mean? Um, now, like if it's the last set of a of a long night or whatever, and you know you're at the bar and you have a whiskey to end the night, that's one thing. But like right. anything that you're going to be altered that much, you know, unless it's cocaine, that's totally fine. No, I'm yeah, because it gets I you just, hyped up, man. No, that was joke, kids. <laughs> that, was that was joke, kids. Kids, that was a joke. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I would just say that it's interesting you mentioned about alcohol. There, there's been, um, you know, several, you know, many occasions where I've had a drink before a gig. Um, I haven't done it. Well, I haven't done a gig a whole yeah, lot. I was gonna well, say. No, I mean, I've done. Yeah, you know, soul panel in place stuff. Here, yeah. I never drink before, but if I did, I, I think maybe I have some. It's not like a big deal. I, I think, you know, it's the same way you would relax into a certain situation. Sometimes, if you feel like you never want to feel like you need it. No, to I practice. Can, I can have because one. what are you going to do when you don't have it? Yeah. you know what I mean. You never. That's how you become dependent on, on something, even if you aren't physically. If it's mentally. You know, however you're, you're you're dependent upon it, you want to really, I think, experience your practice, your performance, and I love the connection you made between practicing and being in the same state of mind, um, having as many things as um, you know as similar to the performance situation, so that you're prepared for that. Right. If nothing else, mentally, because things are going to be different. Like sure. there, there's going to be things that are unexpected, or whatever. So you're going to have to deal with that. So I think that if you get into the habit where you're like in order for you to feel creative, even if it's just in your mind and it's not the reality, there's nothing wrong with that where you, it could even be the placebo effect of, you know, if I take a little puff of weed, I, I really feel like, I've heard people say that. No, there's Although the people, the musicians that say that are not that creative, if you know what I mean. I mean yeah. I mean, they're usually kind of more posers, I've noticed. But, I know. but some, you know, my that, there's nothing wrong with that, but you've got to be good enough that, what if you're in a situation you have to perform, like you don't want to have to be like, oh, I'm going to get all this stuff. Like a world-class runner a marathoner is going to have access to the best nutrition the best weed you know yeah, the best weed before you know but they're going to have you know all the the 
the really the right glycogens. What is it? Gly, I think you're making uh, up words now. You know, like the stuff that you need to be having at mile nine. Like, like they have scientists and doctors, and I'm not talking about the the illegal stuff. I'm the performance yeah, yeah, enhancing yeah. stuff. I'm just like talking about actual optimal nutrition. Yeah, yeah. But like in a way, they needed the least. They needed the best to like go to have that just little bit of one percent improvement. But for your average. But but for them, like their average person would actually get much more improvement from yeah. having that. Yeah. But for them, they also I don't think that they're in the you know Elliot Kipchoge, world class, the fastest marathoner ever. I think even if he didn't have all that, yeah, maybe he'd lose a couple of seconds. But he's not going to be going in with a mindset of like, oh my god, I don't have the person handing me the perfect drink. They, they, if he's got to go out and run a marathon, he's still going to be able to run it faster than anybody else. Yeah. Perfect conditions or not. So I think that we have to go into it with the mindset of like just us and the instrument. That really needs to be our mindset. If you're dabbling with some different things and it enhances, that's fine. It's it, Maybe it's fine, maybe it's not, but do not become dependent upon that. And for me, the easiest way not to be dependent upon it is not to partake in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm use, so much fun at a party, you can no, tell. No, no, I, <laughs> I used to smoke when I was a lot younger and I do, I actually miss listening to music uh, smoking because it was, I just, it's, you know, it's kind of one of the best ways to listen to music, but other than that, it's like I don't, I don't really think about it very much at all. And I never thought, actually, I never thought that smoking and playing made me a better player or more creative at all. In fact, quite the opposite for me personally. Again, some people love it and use it, and I think that's great. But I, for me, it just doesn't work that way. So uh, this is funny because he says he finishes up with, if you want to get into it as well, psychedelics and their therapeutic ther- therapeutic use are gaining steam in the common vernacular. I know Adam is a big mindfulness practitioner and advocate, and I'm curious as to his thoughts here in relation to music. So I've never done psychedelics, like ever, any any kind, no psilocybin, which are magic mushrooms or um, uh, anything else, really. So, you know... Uh, but I have been, I'll admit, Peter, I'm th- I've been thinking about it. As I've been going down like the meditation mindfulness journey, I've been thinking about it, like wow. giving it a shot. So yeah. I don't know if you, if you see me just naked running down the street here on Grand <laughs> Avenue, just screaming out of my head that hey, the purple least... men are coming to jazz me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> if, it, if it leads to some kind of enlightenment, I'm all for it. I'm just, man, there's so many mushrooms of the dietary type that oh, I've been delicious. exploring. I, yeah, I've been getting into it. And this is a great area of the oh, country. We live in a live mushroom in a, gold mine. That's right. Yeah. And it's we live in such a crappy area for many other things that I love uh, on the culinary side that it's really fun to explore. Mm. And our good friend Rob um, down the street here yeah. is, is a sugar mushroom Rob. and Ozark. Sugar Rob is <laughs> a mushroom and, and uh, Ozark cuisine specialist. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been getting so many of those mushrooms. I, I, w- I wouldn't even know how to find time for the more magical variety. Yeah. Well, if any of our listeners are into that stuff, let me know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, as long as you're over 21. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it's all well, you know, old not you're supposed to be. perfectly on the up and up, but yeah. it is, he is right though. It, that, that is coming. There's a, um, the government finally opened up some research into like the benefits of some of these psychedelic drugs and which were being done in the 50s and 60s that were kind of like shut down because you know hippies yeah but uh, Come on, hippies. there is there is like some really promising things for things like anxiety and depression and alcoholism that um you know a few like one peak psychedelic experience can can actually open people up quite a bit um from that stuff so it's it's pretty it's really an interesting time for that so yep cool y'all yo Love it. I love these kind of like uh, heady questions. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter, Keep the questions coming. Like how, how how if folks wanted to ask us a question, what would they do? Oh, it's so easy. Would they attach Peter. it to a box of mad- magic mushrooms no, no, and no. ship them here? Oh, well, you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please don't re add them. Uh, no, no, no. You know what? You could just email us at yhi 
at openstudiojazz.com. You really or, have to read it? Are you that unfamiliar with our email address? You're, you're, you're just staring at the page, I buddy. I wasn't reading it. I wasn't reading it. That was pure memory. Are you high? What are you doing? You could also, you could, <laughs> yeah. Um, you could also call us at area code 314-282-6437. Now, have we checked the voicemail yet? No, but you know what? I'm <laughs> calling that number right now. I want to see if, if this well, no, works. Let's do this live on air. See if it, see what yeah, you yeah, got okay, here. Look, so I'll vamp for a little it. bit. Tell them so. how else they can reach us while I'm doing that. Well, so you could, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love the, just you, the lack of confidence you have with each one of these channels. You could. Well, you might be able. Well, because we give people literally a phone number, and we've not yet. Uh, there's probably at least a one voice message. Hold up, here we here it. we go. I'm gonna see. We're gonna go old school here. Yeah, I'm this gonna is go, excellent. This is great podcasting. I'm calling right this number. This is three one four two eight two six four three seven. Riveting. Hello, Jazz. No. It would be so funny if Kelly answered. <laughs> You'll hear it podcast can I help you. <laughs> Kelly Martin speaking. Hey, how you doing? This is Peter and Adam. And you be so you'll hear a podcast. Please ask your question, leave us a message. And just so you know, we may use your question on the air. Thanks wow. That sounds so, so professional. Works. Hey, what's up, Peter and Adam? Oh this my is, gosh. This is Peter and Adam. Oh my gosh. We just wanted to know if this was real. Okay, so we left a message. What I don't know is where it goes. <laughs> well, I, I remember setting this up. 314-282-6437. May or may not happen, oh, folks. No, no, I, no I, I get it. I can get it right here. It says voicemail from Peter Martin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Peter? Oh, it even gives a transcription. Okay. Oh, so we would have gotten something. Yes. Let me see if anybody's called us. We had some missed calls. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. So, no. So, it works. So let's make that our primary <laughs> contact. Oh, did you, I forgot about that. Did you like my little message? Hi, I'm Peter. You weren't here, so I couldn't do it. Wow. So yeah, give us a call at, if you're outside of the US, I don't know if this is worth, I don't know what it's going to cost. Probably not much. Oh, but, everybody stopped listening by now, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Plus one, 314-282-6437. Oh, That's 314-282-6437. Leave us a voicemail and maybe your question will appear on the podcast. Um, and you can listen to this podcast. Did you? Well, they're already listening to it. We don't have to tell them where to listen to Why it. Why are you telling people already, listen to a podcast they're listening to? Right? Hit me up on Twitter, man. I'm trying to get my Twitter <laughs> game on. At I am Peter Martin. What's oh, your Twitter funny. handle? I've deleted Twitter. I'm out. I'm out the I game. I deleted Facebook. I'm out of. I'm off of Facebook. I I I don't have anything on my phone anymore at all, which is yeah. really awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, <laughs> fun fact: we don't talk politics on here usually. But did you know, I. I uh, I have somehow avoided the president's Twitter thing all this time until recently. Oh, really? I saw something on the news. I was like, I got to see what he did. He actually say I couldn't believe what I was reading. So I went to his Twitter. Oh yeah, thing. It's real, Donald Trump. Is it real, Donald Trump? Or yeah. Real Donald J. Trump. Yep. What it was that? What I thought was funny about that. After I saw it, I was like, I want. I don't want the real Donald Trump. I want the. I want some other. I want. I want just Donald the, Trump. Yeah, would yeah. Be, this oh, was he's horrible. the best. Oh, isn't he he's great? The worst oh, and the best. He's the worst and the best. So um, leave us a rating review. Now, that's something you can do. Don't bother to go to random people's Twitter handles. Leave us a rating review wherever you're listening to this. If you're listening to this on Stitcher, yeah. leave us a review. How do we check that? We don't know. Leave us a review if it's on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Google Play, where else? Uh, Spotify. Yeah. We're climbing the charts on Spotify. We are climbing the charts. So leave us a rating review, and we will feature you. Do we have any this week? Because we feature everybody. Are you asking me? 
I know. I'm usually so into this. I'm, I mean, you know what? I should have been bringing this up while you were. <laughs> no, no, I got it. I got it. I got it right here. So, um, oh, also, big shout out to Jeff Goldblum. And we just want to put this into the air. We are trying to get Jeff Goldblum on the podcast. Yeah, that might actually happen, right? We, it, well, we're, we are asking our dear listeners to help connect us in some ways. Maybe you could maybe you could tweet at him. How about that? Let's get a little tweet because he's a great tweeter. Tweet at Jeff Goldblum. Help him come on the podcast. We just want to talk about – we don't care about the movies. Of course we care about the movies. We love the movies. But we want to talk about his brilliant piano work, which I'm super impressed with. The movies are amazing. One of the better amateur slash pro players I've heard. Certainly, probably the best actors. It's, it's actually very, it's very impressive. So. Now, this one we may have said already, but can we say it again? Oh no, we didn't. No, we Here haven't. we go. I'm all caught up. Mm. Seven stars. Today's the day I started to binge listen to the show back in February of this crazy year, and I finally caught up tonight at 9:37 p.m. West Coast time. Very specific. It's been a game changer in my playing and approach to practice. I really enjoy the bantering on jazz, suggested listening repertoire, the fine nitty gritty of playing piano well, and the life advice that surrounds being a professional musician. It's been an incredible experience listening to these two talk. It's like hitting up the same coffee shop every day with regulars who are just a couple of cool jazz nerds, sharing their experience and advice, all from the comfort of my home. I feel it's exactly yeah, we totally what did I need. this one before. Oh, we did? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Signed, Adam Manis. Oh, thanks, Adam. Oh, that's from John. Oh, we did that before. We haven't got any since then. You know what? I think this has been our best show ever. Can I just say that? Best show ever. I think this is probably the best episode we've ever made. Well, tomorrow we're going to see if we can catch up. So, until then, you'll hear it.